Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Catherine Zach, and this is Beyond Balance. I'm so happy to be here with you for this week's episode. The last episode sparked a lot of conversation, which I'm just thrilled by because one of the reasons why I started this podcast and why I've been doing this work for the last decade is that if I can help one person feel a little less bad about their stress, then I'm doing a great job. (laughs) And if I can help one more person actually experience less stress on a physiological level in their life, then I am doing a great job. (laughs) So what I'm describing here is really the the synthesis of the high point, the epiphany of last week's episode, which is we are dealing with two problems when it comes to stress. The first problem is that on an individual level, that's me, that's you, that's your neighbor, that's your partner, that's your colleague, that's your mom, that's your sister, that's your friend. We are experiencing chronic stress, which shorthand means that our bodies on a physiological level have been stuck in the stress response for too long, right? We've been stuck in fight, flight, or freeze mode for too long with no end in sight. We're exhausted, we're overwhelmed, we're burnt out. Now, this is a problem and it's not an easy problem to solve. But the good news is that this first problem is actually pretty simple and straightforward in terms of a solution. So what I mean by that is that there are research-backed, evidence-based, proven skills in mindfulness-based stress reduction that you can learn and you can train in, and you can practice to help you heal on a physiological level from the stress that you're currently carrying around. And also going forward, learn to recognize and understand and work with the stress response in your own body, the signs of stress in your body, the things that set off the stress response in your body, so that going forward, you can begin to manage and reduce your stress load on an everyday level. So it's hard, it's challenging, but there is a solution, right? So that's one part of the problem. And of course, that's what we're up to in stress school. Those are the mindfulness-based stress reduction tools and techniques that we learn and practice together in stress school. The second problem (laughs) is a little bit more complicated because the second problem is what I call, and what I dubbed in last week's episode, the stress culture problem. The simplest way that I can describe this is that there are so many of us individual people walking around in a state of chronic stress. So all of our individual nervous systems coming together to form a collective nervous system right? That's our families. That's our jobs. That's our companies, the industries we work in. It's our communities. It's our schools. 
a bunch of individual nervous systems together in one forms this collective organizational nervous system that is also stuck in the stress response. And when all of us are coming together, exhibiting the characteristics of fight, of flight, of freeze, which looks like things like rushing and being quick to anger, being easily irritated, always hustling. When all of those things are happening all of the time on a collective level, those characteristics become norms and values that form the basis of stress culture. So what this means is that you know, we can walk around with this badge of busyness emblazoned across our chest and people around us will nod with approval like, oh yes, you're doing a good job. You must be very important if you're so busy. We are always in a rush, right? We're always in this war against time. There's never enough of it. We're always behind. Every time I say that to my husband, by the way, like, oh, I'm so behind. He's like, behind what exactly? And I just love that because it always kind of disarms the situation. So I'll offer that to you too. You feel like you're always behind. And that's the thing. This is systemic, right? These are external signs. They're the things we read. They're the expectations that our bosses and our, our company culture set for us. It's the way that we understand achievement in kind of global and societal way. These are the external markers of stress culture, but like any oppressive system, there are internalized stories that each one of us carry because we live in stress culture. So it makes us feel like, again, we're always behind or we need things to be perfect or we have to do it all and have it all in as little time as possible and look good while we do it. It's all of these stories that we tell ourselves. So the second problem is like any systemic problem, one that's going to take a long time and a lot of work and a lot of curiosity to figure out how to dismantle. But trust me, I'm here for it. <laughs> and I'm inviting you all to join me in the stress culture revolution. But it's the holidays, right? It's the end of 2022 if you're listening to this episode in real time. And it's not necessarily the time of year that we have a lot of bandwidth to like hit the ground running for the revolution here. I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. The holidays seem to be by nature exhausting. The pressures at work at the end of the year, at the end of the fiscal year, preparing for next year, all of that. It's a lot. So I thought for the final episodes of this year for the podcast, we could keep it really simple really simple and concentrate on the first part of the stress problem, which is just putting real stress relief in your hands right now, right? Giving you real tools just by listening to the podcast to start to integrate and heal from the stress that you're currently carrying on a physiological level. Because that's the necessary first step to the revolution anyways. And if you do this, if you show up and listen and practice along you're not only healing yourself, healing your own stress on a physiological level, but also you are part of what I'll call the quiet stress revolution. You're on the front lines of this revolution simply by the choices you are making in your own life right now, simply by the way you're moving after you listen to this podcast, simply by the way you're moving through your day, the choices you're making, the actions you're taking with your life or not taking, you're already doing it. Okay. So we're doing both, but we're going to keep it real simple for the end of the year. 
And that's why I chose this question to center today's episode. I love this question. I laughed when I read this question. I bet some of you will too, because this is such a pervasive thing right now. So this is from Lauren and she wrote in, everywhere I look on the internet, people are talking about slowing down. But a lot of these ladies talking about slowing down and doing less do not seem to be doing less. They're doing just as much as ever, which is a lot. Also, in real life, people are going just as fast as ever, and the holidays are here, and that's a busy, stressful time. So who are these people slowing down? And how do you actually do this? I love it. It's so good. It's so real. I opened up an email, like a marketing email from a website company the other day, and they were calling November Slovember and offering like a slow promo code. And I I had to laugh. First, I loved it. And then I had to laugh because I'm thinking you're designing websites. Like, don't we want fast websites? (laughs) So it's so trendy to talk about slowing down. It's so like of the moment to see this everywhere. And then also feel like when we see these things being said, like our skeptical antennas go up and we should be because it seems like even though we're hearing this, yes, people are just as busy as ever. People are hustling just as fast as ever. People are just as exhausted as ever. And it's like we're all playing this game of chicken, waiting for people to slow down around us so that we can slow down too. (laughs) So I get it. I get it. And I want to talk about, again, like the two lenses through which we're looking at this problem, why it's so hard to slow down. So on that physiological individual nervous system stress level, it's so hard to slow down if you currently right now are chronically stuck in a stress response. If you're always getting tripped up into that fight, flight, or freeze response, your body is not set up to go slow, right? So when our body, when our nervous system kicks off the stress response, and that could be anything from the car in front of us slamming on its brakes while we're driving and us reacting quickly, right? That's the stress response helping you do that. Or it could be a ping going off on our computer every three seconds throughout our workday. That's tripping up the stress response in our nervous system. Or it could even be Just the thoughts about our email or the thoughts about all the things we have left to do at the end of the year and how little time there is. Our nervous systems are beautiful and exquisitely sensitive and just like these gorgeous evolutionary creations. And yet they have not evolved to tell the difference between that car slamming on its brakes in front of you and the thoughts you have lying in bed at night about your email. It's still going to set off the stress response in your body. You're still going to get tipped off into that state of fight, flight, or freeze. And when constantly throughout our day, we're being barraged by these triggers for our stress response, that's what gets us stuck in a state of chronic stress. And on like a hormonal level, what's happening in our bodies is adrenaline, cortisol, all these hormones were like swimming in the sea of stress response hormones. And the systems in our body are changing too. So our heart starts to pump faster to get more blood into our arms and our legs so that we can prepare to run or to fight. So again, physiologically speaking, we are not set up to slow down. Our bodies are set up to gear up 
and stay geared up. So that's why it feels almost impossible to just stop. When I was practicing corporate law, there was this restorative yoga class that I would go to take. I think it was 5 p.m., 5.30 on a Friday. And so I would wait until five o'clock sitting at my desk dutifully, even if I didn't have a ton of work to do, just waiting, right? Waiting to make sure that the 5 p.m. Friday fire drill did not land on my desk, that some partner somewhere didn't expect me to review the memo, review the production, synthesize it and get back to him before 10 p.m. I was just waiting for that to happen, right? So sitting at my desk, waiting for that to happen. And even if it didn't, my nervous system was already off to the races and fight, flight or freeze. So I was already experiencing the stress response. And if at 5.02, the fire drill didn't come in, I let myself leave the office and walk to the yoga studio and take this restorative yoga class. And if you've never heard of or taken a restorative yoga class, it's basically like adult nap time. You use props and blankets and pillows and cushions to make little beds and then take little naps. And what this does, again, on a physiological level is help to send the body into the relaxation response, the parasympathetic part of our nervous system to help us integrate stress and slow down and relax and restore. But when I'm walking in there hot at 529, still wearing my like pencil skirt and the stress response is already going crazy in my body, like I would come to this class and I would lay down And I would feel like I was going to explode from the inside out, right? Because my body was totally off to the races, all those hormones wiring and firing and flooding my body. I was ready to go. And then I was lying down. So I was going from intense, acute stress response to trying to slow down, to trying to rest. And it just never worked. I would lay there for the hour. My mind would be racing with all of these thoughts. It is impossible for us to go from 60 to zero, right? So we need help. (laughs) We need help to make that transition possible. We need help to make that transition smoother. We need to practice these skills of slowing down. And it's certainly not just something we can talk about. I had a, a teacher at that time too, who said, if you want to change the way you feel, start by changing the way you move. So like our questioner, Laura wrote in, like we're in our days, we're doing our things, we're going, we're racing, we're ticking things off the to-do list. We're going from meeting to meeting to meeting. And then we see something about slowing down, right? We're just not setting ourselves up for success. What we do most of the time is going to create like our defaults, our default setting. We're always rushing and then we see something about slowing down. It's impossible to get there, right? It's impossible to get there without the right skills and without practice and without actually slowing down, right? So we can't just talk about it. We'll get to practice in a minute, but I wanted to also, of course, address this question from the stress culture perspective, which is to say, like, you might see these messages about slowing down, but everyone around us, right? Like Lauren said, is going just as fast as usual. Like everyone else seems to be hustling still. Why would I stop? It's really hard to step out from the crowd when everyone else seems to still be kind of trying to do it all and have it all and look good while they're doing it. It's hard to say like, oh, I'm going to sit this one out right? No, thanks. Not for me. 
I can't meet you. I'm going to rest tonight. Like that's tough when the norms and the values of stress culture are encouraging us to do the opposite. And so I always want to approach these questions and say, like, this is not a self-improvement plan. Like this is not like your self-improvement slowing down plan. You're not doing a bad job and you're not a bad person because it's hard for you to slow down. The culture that we're in, the stress culture pool that we're all swimming our proper laps in and our proper lap lanes makes it so hard for us to do this. So it's not you. (laughs) The system is rigged against you slowing down. The system does not want you to slow down. The system does not care if you don't slow down and then you burn out as long as they can find someone else to keep hustling. So this is, again, just a kind of quiet revolution we're up to by taking this moment, and I mean this actual moment, to practice slowing down together. And that's why I love you. That's why I love this podcast so that we can do this together. So go ahead, wherever you are, take a moment. And as you inhale, draw your shoulders up to your ears. And then as you exhale, open your mouth, relax your shoulders, down your back, away from your ears, let them soften. You can try that a few times. Breathe in, draw the shoulders up. Breathe out, let the shoulders slowly soften down. One more time like that. Inhale, draw the shoulders up. And exhale, let them relax. You can open your mouth, you can move your jaw, let your jaw relax. You're not driving, you can close your eyes. Let the forehead relax, let the brow relax. The eyes close even softly, slowly, like you don't need to squeeze them shut. You can just feel the flutter of your eyelashes, the lids heavy. Keep your jaw relaxed, leave some space between your upper teeth and your lower teeth. You can even swallow a few times, relax the throat. Just let the tongue rest heavy in the base of your mouth. And then come back to your breath and just notice this breath that you are already breathing, this breath right here. And notice the pace of your breath. Notice the rhythm of your breath. Is it fast? Is it changing? Even where you feel the breath in your body, is it high in your chest? Does it catch? Whatever it is that you're working with, see if you can start to smooth out this breath. And even lengthen the exhale part of the breath. 
so that if you breathe in for a count of three, you breathe out for a count of four. Inhale. Exhale. Breath in. Breath out. And keep that going like this. In for a count of three. Out for a count of four. Breath in, two, three. Breath out, two, three, four. If you'd like, you might even slow that pace down a bit more. Breathe in for a count of five. Breathe out for a count of six. Inhale. Exhale. Then breath out. And you can keep that going as long as you'd like. When you're ready, resume your normal breath. And there, just there, a few moments to not just talk about slowing down, but to actually practice slowing down. On that physiological level, that longer exhale part of the breath helps to get us out of that stress response into the relax and restore part of our nervous system. The relaxation response initiates the relaxation response. So (laughs) what's the cue? The next time you see someone on the internet telling you to slow down, close your screen and take three rounds of slower breath and you practice, you practice that instead of just talking about it and to start to change the way you feel just by changing the way you move, starting with your breath. So we'll keep it real simple like this for the end of the year. All of these little moments of, I hope, embodied relief, right? Embodied stress relief on that physiological level so that we can start our quiet revolution here. And to help you do that, I have something I'm so excited to share with you. I'll talk more about it in next week's podcast, but for now you can visit katherinezack.com slash membership. (laughs) And I've got a really special invitation for you there, especially if you want more of this opportunity to actually practice slowing down in your life. So for now, I will see you next week. Check out katherinezack.com slash membership and... Thanks for being here. Thank you. And thanks for Lauren for that question. (laughs) We're all wondering, who are these people slowing down? 
How do they do it? Now it's you. Now you know.